I know. It's a great movie. Yeah, it actually was terrible, but it was a great movie. Was it, though? Was it really? Yes. Yes. Okay. And Fair just enough. for effect, it wasn't It wasn't, <laughs> uh, it wasn't. Robert E. Howard's Conan, but it was a great movie. Yeah. There's a few things I didn't understand. Like, okay, let's take this kid and let's strap him to the wheel of pain. Yep. And then he's just automatically, <laughs> like, super tough and good at fighting after just being on that for yep. Decades. You notice that, huh? Yeah, I noticed mm. that. How could I not notice that? Yeah, that's that's what it is when you're a freed slave. Clearly, dumb. Right. And what's funny is I played the Conan game, the free one, just for like a minute because it was free, and you can get slaves and strap them to that wheel of pain. <laughs> it's kind of funny, Terrible. and then you realize, oh, this game sucks. What do you got against Conan O'Brien? Why do you want to strap him to a wheel of pain? No, that's Conan. Yeah, really. I'm talking about Conan. Oh, okay. With a K. With a K. With a K? <laughs> Not with a K. Kona. Conan. The Wheel Conan. of Pain, where every day is a leg day. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't Conan the Barbarian. Sense. It was Conan the Freed Slave. He wasn't awesome because he was a barbarian. He was awesome because he spent 10 years on that Wheel of Pain, and then he got taught how to fight by all these slave gladiator dudes. It's like totally not what Robert E. Howard had in mind. Oh, no. No, no, no. Not at all. But it was, it, it, I mean, in of itself. It was a fun movie. It's a, I think it's a great movie. I it, think it's one of the best fantasy movies of the 80s. And it was the, better than the next one. Of the low-budget 80s fantasy movies, it's the greatest. Yeah. And then what happened with the next one? With uh, Was it Kareem, it wasn't Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, was it? Uh, no, yeah. Will Chamberlain. Will oh, Chamberlain. Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain, yeah. Grace Jones. Bombata. That Ugh. weasel-faced guy you've seen in a lot of 80 movies. Yeah. And, yeah. Olivia Dabo. Yeah. An underage Olivia Dabo. Yeah. Whiny. Oh, the best kind of Olivia Dabo. Oh. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait, is Steve Biggs here? I shouldn't write that down as an edit for edit out there. Oh, no. no, no, no. Can you hand me that pen, Barry? You have to let him listen to this whole thing. <laughs> There you go. Wow. You let him listen. It's only going to be like an hour long anyways. There Just you let go. Him listen to it's only going to be 45 minutes. It's only going to be like a 15 minute. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. Nothing. Well, having what's said all that. What's going on? Write to us. Welcome to Geek Shock number 637. <laughs> I am 80s Jeff. Commander I- K. Pissed off Matt. They call me Vlarg. Why are you pissed off? Roe v. Wade. Oh, dude. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... It- <sighs> It's, either, no, it's not even. It's not for certain. Nothing's right now. been done yet, but oh, it's nothing is oh, it's certain. Yet. It's gonna you happen. You just wait until they come for you next. The Ugh. descent of our country into oh. medievalism. I can hardly wait till they start making us wear doublets. Well, I mean, and hose. On a, on a, a brighter note, it is uh, it is May the fourth. Yes, it that is. we're recording this. So may the fourth be with you. And By I, the time you listen to this, it'll still be Star Wars week. But uh, you know, we'll we'll still. Wish you, uh, may the 4th be with you. Yeah, well, I, I bought uh, some Star Wars tables on Pinball FX3. Yeah. And they were discounted. So there's stuff on Steam that's available for purchase that is uh, discounted if you buy Star Wars stuff. So yay. Buy Star Wars. 
I nice. can't afford to buy any actual Star Wars stuff right now because I'm saving then for the house. Then buy Star Trek. Buy Star Trek. Can't afford Star Wars. Buy Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh! St- Star Trek is made, like the made. GoBots where Star Wars is the Transformer. And if you can't buy Star Trek, get Stargate. Is, is Star Trek like the Hydrox where to uh, Star Wars' uh, Oreos? I, I, was well, it I mean, Hydrox? For, oh, Hydrox. Hydrox was, was first, So, yeah, yeah, Star Trek is the Hydrox. I, I, to but be later. fair, uh, Matt's, Matt's right. The last couple of times I've been out at Disney, they've raised the prices on the Star Wars merch. Like stuff that was like five bucks before was like 10. And, you know, they can blame inflation, but it's just because they're making more money off of what can Star you Wars buy, merch now. What can you buy in Disney for five bucks? Candy. <laughs> like a small candy bar. <laughs> Two minutes in a bathroom. Quick bitch about Disney. Uh-oh. Uh when, when they're starting to bring the dining plans back, I heard. Uh-huh. And the last time I had the dining plans, they come with like like dinners and whatnot. But some of them come with snacks. You can buy a snack, and a part of those snacks are like a banana, or like an orange, or this ridiculous sugar monstrosity with like blueberry and cream, all, and cake. all those things. Those aren't snacks. Why are you hyping kids up like that? Oh, yeah. Well, they want them hyped. Yeah. Mommy, mommy, let's go here. Daddy, daddy, let's go here. Name one food item that Disney sells that doesn't have sugar in it. Yeah. And I don't mean just sugar. I mean copious amounts of sugar. I have a hard time with that. Yeah, exactly. Beer. Beer has a lot of sugar in it, too. The turkey legs. The turkey turkey legs legs don't really have a lot of sugar in it. But But you can't finish a whole turkey leg. It's it's giant. When I was a child way back when, one of my favorite reasons for going to Disney World... Mm Mm-hmm. Where the chocolate dipped peanut covered bananas? Ooh, they used to sell those. Yeah, the, the had the chopped peanuts on them. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Now I'll tell you one of my favorite reasons to go to the Ren Fair in Texas is the chocolate dipped cheesecake, which I can no longer eat. Wow! I will take pills and suffer. Drink sure. up, everybody. You got it. You got your bingo card. Texas Ren Fair. Drink up. Yeah. There you go. Oh wow. <laughs> I, I'm going back Star to Star Trek Texas. the experience. I'm going back to Texas this year to go to the Ren Fair specifically. Something racist. Why? Let's would you get do people drunk early. <laughs> what don't, else have we got? Don't give here? Texas your money, Barry. Come on. No. I'm not better than that. It's not Texas. It's all the people that come into town. To, there you go. See? Like Ravenswood Leather. They're that out of California. Okay. They're oh. the best leather shop ever. I or think. you could just go to California and go to Ravenswood Leather. Yeah, yeah, there you it's go. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wants to go to Texas. He wants to support that. Well, I want to see our friends. Medieval fascist little community. Who, who'd have thought Florida had said, "I see you, Texas, and I'm gonna double down on you." Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, Florida's closer to the flip. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. You don't need a lot of people. You don't need a lot of blue people nope. in Florida to make a change. Texas, we need a few. Yeah. Blue people, Smurfs. La 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 la. There la, you go. La, see, la, 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 la. you're the reason why this country is in. See, Canada right now is shaking its head at you. Yeah, pretty much. A, a lot of countries shake their head at me. And, and in fact, I guarantee right now, someone <laughs> in Australia and someone in Norway are shaking their heads at me, and but possibly someone in some, England. Someone in Norway shaking their head. Oh wow, it's it's getting pretty good. Yeah, it's getting pretty good. <laughs> me, I've been practicing. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just, I love the idea of King Vault being pissed. Oh, that makes know. you happy? You know. Someone being pissed, that fuels him. 
Yeah, it does. It does fuel Kirsten also to know that people too, are upset with him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. A quick shout out to uh, Mr. Dumbledave and Richard Bruins, who are uh, tier one members who are in Canada. Hey, Canada, get ready for an influx of Americans. Oh, it's not that simple. Dude. Better make you some room. Let us kill the babies. And... <laughs> oh, my God. This we'll is joke about anything. <laughs> Oh, yeah, by the way, Torgo's not here today because yeah. he had to work. So yeah. it's Jeff that's going to let this shit go off the rails. That's right. Torgo's not here today because he knew Matt and I were going to be in rare form. And, and Torgo's away. The kids will play, apparently. And Deb is out. She's been visiting friend in, I'm going to say it, Deb, visiting her best friend in Texas and Having going to a work retreat. Yeah, in Texas, and she has stories to tell about it when she gets back. Because apparently, did she actually did some fun things while she's down there? Can, but what the hell? We'll we'll let her tell things? that when she gets back. Yeah. yeah, but more importantly, Deb's been gone, so I don't have anyone to tell me how to live. So nope. I've been staying up late playing video games, and Jeff comes home. He's like, "You're still up?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I guess I should go to bed." Hey, want some coke? <laughs> hey, what are you doing? Lines of coke in my house. <laughs> Forgetting his milk pills. I, I did forget my milk pills. Days in a times. row, too. Yeah. Three days in a row. I reminded you him to take shit? it when he got home. I just don't know if he did. Worry not. The cat has been fed and watered. Things are clean, so it's all good. I don't know, man. I went, we, to, I went to work. We did, we did go to a super spreader event, so <laughs> let's talk I don't know about, about that. Let's talk about our super spreader event. Oh, geez. Well, that'll lead me into what geeky things did you do this week then, <laughs> gentlemen? <laughs> we attended a super who wants, spreader event. Who wants we to go all, first? No, no, well, we all kind of did this first one. Yes. Yeah, yeah. so to go first? the uh, Ice Cream Social, Matt Mattingly's Ice Cream Social did their Scoop annual Fest. Scoop Fest. Uh, and since it's in town, we said, eh, let's go see Paul. Let's pay a visit. Let's see a couple of people who listen to both shows. Right. Um, so we went to McMullen's, had a few beers. Uh... Saw a magic show. Uh, it was it was a good time, and Steve Biggs was in town, so he went yep. to. Yep. Got to see Paul. Yep. You know, it was always good to see Paul. Um, he gave us a bunch of swag. If you check on the the Facebook, uh, Kirsten just posted a picture of me wearing one of those fun hats and the scarves for yep. uh, ice cream social. It's called a toque. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, what? It's called a toque. Yeah, that hat is called a toque. Yeah. I didn't know it had a name. Dude, 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 you've seen seen Strange Brew. How did you not know that? Dude, I haven't seen Strange Brew. I've seen what you guys call bacon. I'm not not going on this toque thing. It's a ski cap. Yeah, it's called a toque. I I used to sell those for work. I didn't know it was called a toque. Toque. Because it's not called a toque here. Well, I like that. I'm going to call it a toque now. He could be lying to me. I'm still going to accept it. I am not lying to you. I choose to believe you are, but I like it. I am not lying to you. It's a toque. I uh, <laughs> I did not I get to go. I had planned on going, but uh, unfortunately, not having a, a form of reliable transportation right now, combined with weird work schedules, did not allow me to uh, to come meet. So that for those of those th- that uh, were looking forward to me showing up, I'm sorry I didn't get to uh, yeah. to uh, interact with uh, the Shock Monkeys. But Jeff, you'd already been exposed to COVID, so why bother going? Well, I was already past the point exactly. of being Exactly. There's uh, no contagious. point in doing it again. And there's No, we, I'm not talking about you being a danger. Oh. <laughs> Jeff, a danger. <laughs> Yikes. What a joke. <laughs> well, we got to see a few of our fabulous shock monkeys. Oh, everyone was super nice. And I got yeah. to see I got to see a lot of Microscope because uh, yes. he showed up at the bar a couple times. Uh, he won the fabulous prize. I was going to give uh, Paul a bunch of like stickers and whatnot. 
Uh, but I saw him first. So I was like, you know what? Screw Paul, you get the stickers. There you go. <laughs> and I bought him dinner. Oh, That's nice. true. Yeah, see That's the true. fabulous prizes you can win by being a shock monkey in our Kofi. Kofi? Fuck. Kofi. Kofi. Microscope cleaned up. Yes, yep. he did. And good on him. And I was just on his podcast. I don't know if it's aired yet, uh, where he just introduces uh, different scoops. Nice. Yeah. That's really neat. So did you eventually give Paul the, the pack of yes, stickers? Yes, I brought oh, another okay. pack for Paul the next day. It's called gotcha. who, who Scoop, right? Who Scoops, yeah. Yeah, yeah Who Scoops. Come on, so check it out. Very nice. Link incoming as soon as I get it. So what other geeky things did you guys do this week? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely. Uh, I, I actually no, call no, that, bullshit uh, on that. That's, bullshit. That's, that is bullshit. 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 I bullshit. started putting together my AdMac army. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Because okay. there was, Warhammer, Warhammer, there Warhammer. There was a and series drink. of about 100 fucking texts that kept oh, coming through perfect. on my phone. And you were at work, weren't you? Um, Excellent. I, I ended up having to mute Oh, All there you go. What are you doing? Notifications for that thread. Kirsten's over here screwing up our fancy new mics. It literally was just going nuts. Do I do I need to, to mute you there? Do you Kay? need, do you need a minute? I don't know. All right. Do, yeah. <laughs> everything all right? I'm glad okay. that you were like, mother. <gasps> and they're like, excuse me, sir. Wait. Shut the fuck up. My there friends are go. texting. <laughs> No, I just mean, exactly like that too. I I have the uh, I have the the Galaxy Watch Four, so it gives me some text notifications. But the fact that at one point it was going off every two seconds, yep. while can... I'm trying to take orders, I had to physically go back in to the phone and, and stick his silence watch up all his notifications butt and lets it buzz just for that thread because. What's that noise, Jeff? Nothing. My friends. Damn them. Damn them hitting my prostate. Get off work. I've got 50 unread text messages, and I'm like, oh, geez. Fuck this. Heaven forbid. <laughs> text messages are not for conversations. They're for yes, quick, they are. They're for quick notifications of things that need to be happening. Phone calls are for conversations. Oh, what? Podcasts are for conversations. Text messages are not for fucking conversations. I don't want to talk to these all Get... five of these people at once on the phone. Exactly. That's what texting's for. That's exactly right. Group text, motherfucker. Group text. <laughs> I like stuff happening in group. You know, like well, uh, really? the, the cruise that the guys went on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyway. Is that right? <laughs> Is yeah. that so? Your little Star Wars sex cruise. Oh. We also played a bunch of board games this weekend, and that was fun. Board games are always fun. Board right. games were great. After uh, after the show, after um, uh, Scoop Fest, uh, uh, Biggs and Matt and Kirsten and I came back to your house, Jeff, and yeah. drank way too much and started yelling at each other yeah. playing board games. It was great. We played DC Deck Builder. Mm-hmm. I drank so much I thought I had COVID the next day. So did Barry. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so. he also got too <laughs> drunk to give me a ride home from work that night. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> See, another example of dead not here to tell me what to do with myself. Yep. But it is what it is. So how much is that Uber ride? Like uh, it was twenty bucks. Wow. Which wasn't bad. When I first popped open the app, it was like thirty something. Surge pricing? To, You're like, yeah, hell no. I had to I had to keep yeah, going really. back in to find a reasonably priced ride. But yeah, gotta love being on the strip on a on a Saturday night. Boo. Saturday night. What other geeky things did you guys do this week? Uh, well, uh, um, Barry and, uh, well, Steve was already at my place. He stayed uh-huh. at my place for Scoop Fest. So Barry came over the night before, mm-hmm. and that's when you picked him up. Yeah. That was a night I uh, I won some DC Deck Builder. 
that wasn't the word that you used when you described your victory. Yeah, why don't you use the word you described? Slaughtered. Slaughtered. Uh, yes. Destroyed, I think, was yeah. another one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Obliterated. Yeah. yeah. That was another one. Barry yep. was uh, was not on top of his game. No. no. Yeah, no. but it, it doesn't count because you had two heroes and oh. you're going on patrol and like all these weird things. We didn't, they didn't, we go didn't go do patrol. patrol. They didn't go on patrol. And and Steve is thankful for that because when I uh, did that one parallax and ended up with 42 points. 42 point turn. Yeah. Okay, for people who don't know, DC Deck Builder is... I think by far the best deck builder game that's out there. Agree. I mean, this coming from me, and I'm not even a DC guy. The original, the original, the original, the, the, the first yeah. box. Yes, the first there's box. a lot of different expansions, but the original box is by they far the best. They blew their load on that original. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's it's sticky with yeah. their load. Yep. Yeah. And and crusty now. Not even like Magic the Gathering. A couple of times. Not oh, really? like Magic no. the Gathering. Yeah. Who put all their best cards up front. Mm. Yeah. Including the Black Lotus. Yeah, Matt Mox used to have that, the didn't you? Oh, I yeah, did, yeah. I did. Yeah. I did. Put it between the spokes of his bike. No. Yeah. <laughs> I had he used to it. Clean his teeth with it. No. He used to I cut lines it. with it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like ripping a white lightning with some black lotus. They're like, <laughs> we need some confetti. Oh, berries some cards. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that'd be good. No, I had it properly protected in a in a uh, plastic covering and all that. I just don't know what happened to it. You're gonna find it one day. No, I'm not. It's gonna be great. I am not. Uh, it got lost in a couple moves, I think. Ugh. So, damn. Was it in the? Uh... No, it wasn't in the fragile fucker <laughs> <laughs> move. Okay, I, I love that. It was box. Previous to that, you're gonna find it. <laughs> I, I believe you're gonna find it. You have so many boxes in your garage right now. There's only four that are personally mine. Okay, well, uh, see, that's the pr- that's there, where it's it is. Not that it's it not ended there. up I where know it should fact been. It's not there. How long have you lived in that house? Just over a year. You should move in. I, I ha- it's just in, it's in the garage, folks. He's he's making up shit. Like it's all over the place. <laughs> office is office is unpacked. The loft is almost unpacked. Every other room is unpacked. But we'll see when you move into your new house. Yes, yeah, we'll I'm see. Go- okay. I'm taking a week off. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna unpack as many things as that's humanly it, cause, possible. Because all it takes, Matt, is, is a, a week. week. That's it. That's, that's it. it. Just uh, a week of actually just, working at it. You just put your balls down and do it. Eight hours oh. a day working <laughs> at unpacking. This guy has no idea. He's got a <laughs> no. He's a babe he's in the got, woods. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is not my first move. It is not. It is with Deb. <laughs> Oh no! Wait. That'd be oh, no, third. it is no, not. What are you telling me? It is with Deb. Are you yeah. kidding? <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna be working at. That's Barry, right. we need the backyard done. Barry, the tile needs to be done. It's Barry. four a.m. Get up. I'm, I'm I'm gonna do as much as I can. <laughs> You're the. You got tile over your house. She's gonna slide tackle you. Yeah. <laughs> right into the. <laughs> I'll just have to get some red cards. She'll she'll break his leg and then go. Get up, you pansy. Yeah, go that's clean right. The kitchen. She'll go out in the back, grab some dirt, come inside, rub it on it. Get to work. <laughs> we'll Robitussin. see. We'll see. So, am I the only one that finished uh, uh, Moon Knight? Yes. Uh, you get, nobody else is. No, dude. Deb's out of town. I'm not uh, allowed to watch. Any you're not of allowed to watch. Oh, that's that right. We, you're not allowed to watch any TV while she's out of town. Any of the TV that we watch together, which is all the TV that we watch together. Yeah, because I remember last week you were like, mm, I want to watch Picard, but I can't until she comes back. Wait, you didn't get caught up on Bridgerton? Shut up. <laughs> No, no, no! You don't understand. She's allowed to watch TV without him because she watches a lot of TV. But you don't not watch. the reverse. Yeah, that's true. That's well. I mean, that's a very important reason. And why, any but. TV that I want to watch that she's not around, I watch it during the work day. So I threw it on one on one screen, and I got actual work on the other two. Well, she like I've been watching the Mayans MC. 
Because oh, okay. I liked Sons of Anarchy. It's not as good. But I'm watching it anyway because it's something to watch. Well, they blew the load on that first series. Yeah. yeah. Oh. There's a lot of load blowing. Yeah. I want to watch Reacher, but Deb wanted to watch that, so I can't watch oh, it. And shit. It sucks. But you know what? That's fine. I don't need to consume my life with TV. I have other things to consume my life with. Like build your Adeptus Sororitas. I am not going to build anything while I am here because I don't have anywhere to put it. Well, I will say uh, one thing that probably nobody else at the table has done, uh, maybe Torgo has, uh, Holy Moly, season four started back up on ABC. So uh, one of my favorite shows. It's just so much fun. It's the uh, extreme mini golf series I've spoken about on the the show before. So very happy that that's back for another season. I have a problem, and it's not with Holy Moly. Uh Uh-oh. And I told you this. What's that? It's with Kermit's voice. Oh, well, yeah. So, Kermit the Frog is on Holy Moly now. They So this is like the fourth or fifth actor that has now done Kermit's voice in the modern age, and I think it's the third one in the last 20 years. I don't. Have, I never had a problem with Jim Henson because that's his voice. I never well, had a problem with Henson's son because it was Henson, close. Brian Henson did it for a little while and then decided it was more important for him to do management of the, the business, so he stepped away. And then I'm trying to remember the last guy that did it for more than a decade and was pretty close to Henson's voice. Um, I'm sure somewhere one of our, our fans is screaming and they know the whole history. I probably should have looked it up before I mentioned it, but... Uh, oh, well. Whatever. Yeah. The point yeah. is, whoever did it now doesn't sound like Kermit. No, no. do not. Hi-ho, Kermit the Frog here. Yeah, like that. <laughs> Man. Kind of a bullfroggy like Kermit. Cut-rate Kermit. Yeah. The Hydrox of Kermit <laughs> the Frogs. Oh, look, it's the a hole-in-one. The cola of Yay. Kermit. <laughs> you, Yay. You, you mean the Safeway brand of... Uh, uh, wow! Sandwich cream cookies. The Kirkland <laughs> special of yeah. Kermits. <laughs> oh, the President's Choice of Kermits. Kirkland Kermit. I like that. Well, I any... say that, but I actually like Kirkland wine. And we finished off a 1.5 liter the other day, so I can't bitch. We, uh, yeah. Well, that that night, that night, man, we saw we saw Matt almost drunk. I wow. know. Kind of turned into exa- mom a little bit. Well, yeah, a little. A little bit. Otherwise, right. he was just pretty much Matt as he always is. I don't know. Yeah, you he's like I was so close to being tr- really because you. You, however, were four sheets to the wind. What are you talking? You guys, not three, but four. You guys and Biggs, forget about it. It's like he broke into the fireball. <clears throat> Brig Biggs. Biggs is two glasses of wine drunk though, Barry. Apparently, yeah, I guess so. for for such a big big man. guy, big, big guy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's he's not just he he doesn't just have the mass. He's got this height. Yeah, that shit. Oh wait, drunkenness is when shit's not making it to your brain. Isn't that the right? I, I don't know. No, it's uh, the, the alcohol interferes with your neurotransmitters. Oh, it does. Okay, as as amongst other things. Because I thought it was sort of like slows a, down your brain's ability to of, process information. Right, hypoxia type thing. I'm smaller no, than yeah, all you people. Another. How is it that I have a higher tolerance? Because, you know, you're you're like the, that heroin addict. You're just, you've had it all, and you've had a lot of it. Yeah, true. For yeah. far yeah, it's, longer. It's honest, and honestly, uh, height and mass has not as much to do as, they say that, yeah. as tolerance. Because that's one of the first things they teach you in the alcohol. alcohol take two. <laughs> Are al- you sure you haven't been <laughs> drinking, sir? Not. The alcohol uh, serving classes that we're required to take here in Las Vegas uh, in order to be able to serve yes. alcoholic beverages, they 
uh, teach you that, uh, well, I still remember the first example I ever got. The first teacher said, I know little old ladies that may be 90 pounds soaking wet that can drink a 300-pound person under the table. My God, Jeff, so, it's like we had the same guy. Yeah. Because, yeah, they, be, always, yeah. They, 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 they always, the 10 class, they always yep. bring, don't, don't judge by size. Yep. Don't yep. mean nothing. Exactly. Why did the characters get TAM cards at Star Trek, the experience? Probably, drink. probably a, a, uh, just because we were out there. Yeah. We're working and we're out there. Yeah. Because. Uh, a card, Star Trek. We had to. Drink up, everybody. We had to as gatekeepers, <laughs> and we didn't serve. Well, so, and some of, the, okay. some of the early advertisements for the experience said, get served. Uh, real drinks at Corks by aliens, and that never really happened. No, it didn't really. But you know, that brings up something very important that we've been neglecting on this show. Uh-oh. We always talk about this nebulous drinking game. Well, now we have six hundred something episodes yes. going since two thousand eight or nine. Why doesn't someone codify this drinking game, Jeff? Kirsten? No, 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 Jeff. Jeff Harris. Oh, Jefferoth. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute, what the hell are you doing sticking up for Jeff? The other Jeff. Yeah. Other other Jeff, archivist Jeff. Okay, fine. yeah. I mean, the the old drinking game. There was there, a lot of it. I think one of the reasons it kind of went by the wayside is a lot of it was Paul triggered. Yeah, Paul said something racist. Everyone, t- <laughs> and then he'd be all like, "Oh, you guys and you're racist. This wasn't racist, you know." But uh, we had a lot of uh, a lot of Paul triggered stuff. So that the is point true. isn't to get destroyed. It's not like whenever someone says the word "the drink," no, well, that's stupid. It's like whenever someone mentions Star Trek The Experience. Whenever Barry says fuck. Whenever uh, someone mentions Warhammer. Yeah. Yeah. Warhammer, 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 Warhammer. Warhammer. And apparently anytime I mention film school is another one. Film Film school. school. Oh, your other was parking. uh, Parking, Parking. to make a long story short. Too late. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Good, Good story. story. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Everybody drink up. Everybody drink up. <laughs> so there, there's other stuff that we've forgotten, but yeah, I'd like to know what people think about and, that. Well, right, you know what? Geekshockpodcast.com. Yeah. Get on the lair and put in your suggestions. Get on Discord. Get on our nor our Facebook page. Yes. MySpace too. We got it. No, we don't. We don't have MySpace. <laughs> MySpace too. The space in Truth Social. Uh, par- parlor. Yes. No, wait. Parlor. No, parlor. Parlor. Telegram. <laughs> Carrier pigeon, all the way to Vegas. No, tel- telegram. Oh. That's a, that's a Russian-based <laughs> right winger. Yeah. Oh, oh, Because that's what I want to. Yes, on. yeah. We uh, anyway, we need to bring in the right wingers. We've been alienating them for the past ten years. We need to bring them back in. Uh, I don't know how to say this, but good. <laughs> uh, Fuck them. Anyway, any other uh, any other geeky things you guys want to talk about before we move on? Oh man, I don't know. That's about all I got this week. It was a, it was a long weekend. And yeah. It was. I tied one on way too many times. Yeah. Usually yeah. I drink, I'll have a, a big old night, and I'm like, okay, that's it for a while. But hanging out with Barry, you get drunk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this is why Todd and Mello and I cannot exist in the same city. Yeah, really. It's It, it doesn't work. It's so. a bad thing. I did have a, 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 get ready for a drink, folks, a Vernon uh, DVD night. He came over. Oh, yeah? And I wasn't so, invited? N- well, it was a Monday night, you know. Uh, actually, shit, you don't have anyone to tell you what to do. That's correct. We probably could have. But he stayed until four. Oh, so, yeah, I couldn't do that. Yeah. So we had uh, for work at seven. cheap whiskey. So, Fireball crap? Is that what you had? No, uh, Evan Williams. Uh, There's that, nothing wrong with Evan Williams. Yeah, but it's a cheap whiskey. It's cheap. And he'd get yeah. the cheap Evan Williams where it's really funny because 
He's basically like, okay, we're going to do shots, even though this is not no, a shot. You don't yeah. do shots. You're not 20 years old. Yeah, we did shots. And then we'd mix. Uh, I, all I did was the shots, though. I didn't do any mixing because I was like, you know, after after a full weekend with Barry, I shouldn't even be drinking whiskey right now. You can do Evan Williams with, like, eggnog. You can do Evan Williams in a sour. Yeah. You know, not sweet and sour. That's bullshit with, like, an eggs and lemon, you know. That's proper sour. What? Egg, oh, Egg wow. white. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and, and uh, egg whites in the cocktail. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I've had uh, egg creams in uh, New York. <laughs> um, but we watched Clash of the Titans, the original one. Classic. We had With a that stupid owl. Yes, Boobo. <laughs> yeah. Weak, 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 weak. I love how they handled that in the new one. We will need that. Yeah. It was funny. Uh, uh, we were talking about that because it was, he, you know, Vernon was sort of like, that's uh, it's kind of like C3PO and R2 just smashed into one thing. Right. And given a little uh, fantasy polish, and then just, just, um, but you know, hey. So well, anyway, we, you know, hey, that's yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. There that's, you go. That's great. What great audio. I did enjoy just, it, although it's not my favorite. Harryhausen. I still think Jason and the Argonauts. Golden Voyage of Sinbad. Close second. Ooh, that's a good one. Those are my. Yeah. That's the one with the cheesy skeletons. That's Jason the Argonauts. That's the yep. Argonauts. Oh, okay. yeah. Although I think Golden uh, Sinbad has another. Skeleton fight. But what he's thinking of is that. Oh, the the, the big fight. fight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, whole okay. swarm of. Yeah. Yeah. Pew, pew. No, so what else? Just no. that? Clash of the Titans? Oh, no. We we Fury also Road? watched. Uh, Fury Road, no. Predator. Oh, we watched Predator. Um, Do you guys it, watch anything new? If it bleeds, we can kill it. No, no. Why don't it, you watch it, anything it, new? Like anything because new. he doesn't. Well, actually, yeah, no. Basically, he doesn't like anything new. When he <laughs> watches new, as in you haven't seen before, he'll do that alone. You know, my big one is like when he was just posting on Facebook. I watched Longest Day. This is quite the movie, and I'm just like, I wouldn't mind sitting back and watch. No, you're my Star Trek friend. <laughs> and we watched Doomsday Device because we right. or Doomsday Machine. Machine. Yeah, that's a classic uh, Trek episode. Can you be my Bridgerton friend? Hey, I, what was the movie? I remember vividly. There was a movie that you were trying to get him to watch with you, and you kept trying and trying. You finally gave up, and he ends up watching it at home on his own. And you were just like, "God, what the oh, fuck?" I was like, I, uh, like you, he, was you basically I? like son had kind of resigned to the fact that he was never going to watch never. it, so you just gave up. And I and then the I can't remember what that was. It and yeah. Posted about it. Yeah, and Kirsten was just like responding on the text message yes. or on the Facebook well, it's comments. So, it's so funny too because, like you said about the new stuff, yeah. it's it's you know he used to be the Star Wars Star Trek buddy, right? But he won't watch the new Star Wars and Star Trek, so it's like I don't mind rewatching the original series, but right. you know eventually he he'll he'll reach that that drunk phase where he's like starting to get a little. Antagonistic, and so he keeps sure. suggesting Voyager episodes and mm. shit like that, and I'm just like, dude, just let it be. And Star Wars, forget it. We, yeah, we used to get drunk and slap in Phantom Menace, go right to the pod race, then go right to the lightsaber fight. <laughs> we can't even do that anymore. It's just like he is so nimby, so <laughs> He represents that that 
segment of geekdom that holds on to geekdom of the past and everything else is crap and i totally disagree with that mm-hmm. even if a lot of the new stuff is garbage and yes it's a lot of it is yeah. but there's a lot more stuff now yeah where that's... you can you can find something that's better you know mm. you don't have to watch the cheap shit that's on amazon if you keep scrolling you know what i mean yeah the you sheer s- amount of content is is staggering staggering it is it's crazy and you do have to do a lot more weeding through a lot of the garbage. Yeah. Yeah. There is that. But like you said, there's a lot of great material out there to watch and listen to and read. So we we definitely are in an era where we have so many great things to choose from. It's just a matter of finding which ones are mm. the good ones and which ones are not. I'm jealous mm. of kids. Uh like my kids I say like 20-year-olds who are just discovering geek stuff right now because right. they have this great back catalog to pull from you know well that and all the stuff they get with it like yeah. we, we were talking uh and watching predator and he's like didn't nerf release a a minigun nerf you know the thing that yep. jesse ventura is shooting yep and it's just like man back in the day nerf was a ball yeah it was just a ball yeah and that that was it. And now you run around and you got your minigun seven six two thousand round a minute. And the guys who mod those. Oh yeah. yeah. Those yeah. are great. That's crazy shit. I want it to be a nerf modder. You kids, you don't know how oh shit now I'm now doing you're it. doing it. Okay, there it is. You kids don't know who to be. everyone drink. Yeah, really. That's another thing I just considered the fact that you have a lot of Gen Xers now becoming parents and in some cases grandparents and then passing on the love of of things that they enjoyed onto their kids and grandkids and now we're starting to get they're discovering these things getting into geeky things and in some cases introducing things that their parents and you know grandparents didn't even think about well someone's gonna fund this show in 10 years right (laughs) Anyway, anything else, Geeky, before we move on? I, 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 I think we're good. I think that's enough. All right. I mean, Matt built a model. That that's huge. True. Yeah, a model that could fit inside a one-inch cube, but, but still. But a model nonetheless. Three of them, not just one. Three? Three. Basically wow. throwing the gauntlet down with him and Torgo. Oh, you know what? Well, it was mainly for you. Okay, you know I can't You're like, build. wow. You know I can't build anything right now. Did you not hear what he said? He could fit it in a one-inch cube. <laughs> you could easily put that somewhere. <laughs> and I'll nice lose that. follow-up. Nice I will follow lose up. it. All right. Anyway. <laughs> oh. Oh. Punk. Wow. The host has Todd spoken. Todd must have told Jeff, listen, you, you keep those guys in line. That's I'm right. trying you to write the whip down. While you, guys... you beat them. You get the electric cattle prod out. And if Kirsten says anything off-color, just shock him in the balls. Me? So we got we got an email. Mail, mail, we've got mail. That's all you get for free. Okay. Uh-oh, email. Uh-oh. Email. Uh-oh. Email. Who's this it? is not the theme song. No. Hello, fuckers. Jake. It's, it's an oldie, but with a good silver lining. As you recall, I have a GoFundMe page for helping me get the fuck out of this goddamn hellhole they call an apartment. Well, I have good news. In two months, I shall be getting the ever-loving fuck out of this pit. After my brother's baby mama saw the news stories and the posts of other tenants, she has arranged to have me move in with them. That said, I need to find a way to move there. And since most of my friends are still scared of COVID, I need to hire movers. 
Yes, I do have a pending lawsuit, and the moving costs are involved. uh. (laughs) Torgo moment, everyone drink. (laughs) Yes, I do have a pending lawsuit, and the moving costs are involved in that, but still doesn't change the fact that I don't have the funds now. So if you could please pimp the final stages of my GoFundMe. At this time, I've reached half of my goal and should get the moving costs returned as part of my suit. I will proudly download the full GoFundMe to a local homeless shelter. So basically he's saying if he gets the funds to move and his lawsuit goes through, he's going to donate that. Ah. So that's a, that's a good thing. Um, we'll post in the lair a uh, link to, to Jake's GoFundMe for that. Uh, Jake says, thanks for all the support during this trying time, Jake. So wish you luck, Jake. Um, we're going to pimp you out on the, uh, the page as you've requested and uh we should just plain old pimp him out because i think he'd get the <laughs> get the money there you, you think so yeah yeah is, is there a market get, for that like mm-hmm. a day well uh we in were, indiana yeah we absolutely. were watching uh we were watching terminator as well and uh, at one point there's a scene where john uh kyle reese pulls out the big wad of money and he's like Will this do? And she's like, yes, I don't want to know how you got it. And we were like, <laughs> he was giving $5 hand jobs on, uh, oh, what? In the arcade. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> wow. So, okay. You know, All right. So, you know, Jake, I, if, if Kyle Reese can do it, Jake can do it. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> Todd would be... Uh, not happy with us if we didn't at least do some news. So let's do some news you don't give a shit about. Ah, oh, no. Shit. Do we have you to? You have oh. the power to cut segments. Yeah, really. Yeah. You, you have the power. Just, I, 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 you know, well, it, it's, it, let's face it, folks. 80s Jeff is our Susan Collins. Wow. wow. Just, yeah. that's, that's, that's harsh even for you, Kirsten. <laughs> Gizmodo. From Gizmodo. As the design director for six mainline Star Wars films, as well as The Mandalorian, Lucasfilm Vice President and Executive Creative Director Doug Chiang has spent a lot of time figuring out what stuff looks like in the galaxy far, far away. But mapping out the interiors of the Halcyon, the, quote, luxury starship that serves as the setting for the Galactic Star Cruiser, Disney World's two-day immersive hotel experience gave him an unprecedented task. Figuring out where Han Solo pooped while on his honeymoon. Wait, what? <laughs> this is a news you don't give a shit about. Oh, I see now why. Okay. Airlock. <gasps> yeah, really. It's a funny thing, because that's kind of an ongoing joke with all of us at Lucasfilm. Where are the toilets? You never see any, Chiang said. Airlock. <laughs> he also noted, we did see a, quote, refresher on board the Razorcrest in The Mandalorian, but that vessel's barely glimpsed utilitarian vac tube doesn't quite mesh with the idea of a stay on board a luxury starship. Vac tube. Obviously, on the Star Cruiser, we have to have toilets, Chiang said. So what should it look like? Turns out, nothing special. A toilet is a toilet. And apparently, even far in far-flung galaxies, people want to sit down on a white porcelain and do their business. But the design process for that part of the ship does illustrate the challenge Chang and his collaborators at Walt Disney Imagineering faced when constructing a fully immersive science fiction setting. How can you make the place look like Star Wars while also ensuring it functions like a real hotel? Sets for films are very temporary. They're cheated, Chang said. Mm. We can add visual effects after the fact, 
But when we're doing Galaxy's Edge, we brought that up to the next level because it was unguided. A lot of the environments here had to be, quote, real in the sense that they were safe for people to interact with them. The Galactic Star Cruiser brought that to a whole new level because it's now a two-day experience instead of several hours. The whole design process was identical to the films in that we had to make sure it looked like Star Wars and follows all the visual languages that we have in terms of that form and aesthetics. The real difference was how to bring that up to a fabrication level that is unparalleled because you don't know what people are going to try and hold and move. All the care and thought had to be put in there so if, let's say, a guest goes behind a door they weren't supposed to go in, it has to be in story so it holds up. You have to figure out what does the backside of that door look like. Mm. All the buttons have to work because obviously they can't just be arbitrary decorations. No, I agree with that. So, I mean, that is kind of interesting. And, you know, it, it popped up in the feed. I thought it was humorous. And I was like, that's that's definitely a news you don't give a shit about story. But, uh, you know, it, no it does make sense. No one expects them yeah. to have vacuum toilets yeah. in the thing. Exactly. Plus, <laughs> they have gravity in yeah. uh, on the uh, Millennium Falcon. They have artificial gravity. That's right. What are they worried about? In fact, I don't think I've ever seen them not have some kind of gravity. When's the last time they walked around? Okay, well, there was a one time they were walking around on the sh- on a ship, but they had magnetic boots or something like that, right? That was in uh, episode nine? Something like that. Yeah. But even when they were on the asteroid, they were walking around with just a little face mask. Right. In squishy boots. Yeah. <laughs> Space Uggs. You know, right. Star Wars fans, sometimes it doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> Suspension of disbelief. Sometimes? Yes. Sometimes? Like sometimes. a lot of the time? <laughs> a lot of the time, yeah. Here's something that bugs me about space space, space movies. Are um, you trying to say this isn't space? <laughs> Marvel. Uh-huh. Oh, just... Uh, just forget what? about it. There's Apparently there's air in space. Well, you know. No, what does that mean? What? Who 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 has air in space? Okay, who? Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh huh. Okay, they went yeah. in space a bunch. Yeah, and but they also had the the masks. Yeah, I'm not sure where exposed oxygen. skin. And well, I mean, you can you, survive. You can yeah, survive you can with survive exposed skin for seconds. a very yeah. short period. You got of time. some time. They were out there a little longer. Well, Yondu died. Doesn't that make up for about, everything? You're also talking about cinematic time dilation, where yes, you know. What could be a second to the characters stretches out to a few minutes yeah. for us. The closer and, you and get Thor, to a cinema, just outside, time dilates. cinematic compression That's and Thor. dilation. It's established that he's he's okay outside. There's a yeah. lot of hand waving. Yeah, I got a hand wave for you. <laughs> Look at the monkey. Look at the monkey. <laughs> anyway, uh, news you don't give a shit about from Kutaku. You know what? No one could have ever predicted that a market based on imaginary ownership of infinitely duplicatable JPEG images might not be end-game long-term sustainable. Is this a fucking NFT story? Absolutely. Uh, As the Wall Street Journal reports, the NFT market is flatlining. (gasps) Down 92% for September. Down 92%! Which makes it the most incredible time for Japanese publisher Square Enix, famed for properties like Final Fantasy, to sell off their most Western-facing IP and studios to gamble on the batshit scheme. This week, we learned that Square Enix is intending to sell Crystal Dynamics, IDOS Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal to the monolithic Embracer Group, along with IPs for games like Deus Ex, Tomb Raider, Thief, and Legacy of Kain. Why? Because, to quote Square Enix, 
The transaction enables the launch of a new business by moving forward with investments in fields including blockchain, AI, <sighs> and the cloud. <sighs> Which is to say, it previously announced desire to milk the NFT blockchain market. There's a lot of buzzwords there. NFT feel... NFTs feel like the most extraordinary, precise emblem of the 2020s. It's an all-glaring, obvious pile of bullshit. Mm. Com companies are literally selling a line of code on what they call a blockchain to repackage the extremely old idea of digital asset ownership as the next big investment you should get on at now while the going is good. Mm. You've been able to own things like video game skins for a long time, of course. Somehow, though, many of these companies are putting a lot of effort into pretending that you can now own a picture and then pretending that in doing so, the picture somehow becomes imbued with inherent worth. Wow, if only someone said this earlier. I know, right? All given life by enough idiots clapping in their hands and shouting how they believe in fairies. Yay! Unfortunately, like currency. What are you well, talking about? Well, this is the thing that a lot of people don't realize with an evidence. Unfortunately, a lot of these clapping idiots wear expensive shoots and talk loudly in boardrooms. And as with every other aspect of the scam fest, is that uh, that is Web 3.0, businesses have been desperately scrambling to profit before the whole illusion blows away on a breeze. Mm. And it seems that breeze might have shown up earlier than anyone was expecting. <laughs> Excellent. It's having an effect on Jeff right now, folks. I know. The Wall Street Journal doesn't mince words in its reporting. The opening line is simply the NFT market is collapsing, citing that not only that 92% fall in sales, but also the extraordinary drop of, quote, active wallets by 88% since November. This is partly due, it seems, to the rising interest rates that are strangling the poorest, but in turn causing the, most, the richest to be far less risky in their speculation. What? Yeah, we I need know, right? rich people to be risky. And you can't get much, get much more speculative than being on a mass delusion of JPEG ownership. That's a delusion that's been breaking for a lot of people of late, who've mm. discovered that the promises that NFTs would somehow gain value over time isn't vaguely true. Uh, they reported on Sina Estevez. Uh, that's, that's definitely a Torgo name. Everyone drink. Sina Estevez attempt to sell the NFT of Jack Dorsey's first treat or tweet. Tweet. <laughs> wow, <laughs> dude. First treat. First treat. He that, bought it for he bought it for like two million. Jack, or something, yeah, Jack Dorsey's like, first tweet, which he paid two point nine million for, yeah. expecting to see bids of fifty million, and received nothing higher than thirty six hundred dollars. Hey. He's good, since, good, good. He's since had a bid of just shy of 14000 or less than 0.5% of what he paid for it a year ago. Wow. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. Okay, I'm just looking at an image of Jack Dorsey's first tweet, uh -huh. and it says, just setting up my Twitter, Twitter, the way he says it. Yes. And I didn't need to spend any kind of money on that. I just Googled it. And yes. look, there it is. What am I going to do with it? Hey, hey, Matt, I'll trade you. This image for you to go get me a beer. No. God Wow. No. Not even the price Not of getting a beer. the price a of beer. a beer you don't even have to pay for. It. You yes. got to reach into the fridge and get it. That's all. You get it yourself. Oh, damn God, it. What that's the costing hell? me money. I don't like this business. Well, it says, unfortunately for us gamers, uh, many game publishers are betting on this one-legged horse, and the consequences could be bleak. From Square Enix to Ubisoft to Sega to Team 17 to Zombie Atari... And Konami to GameStop, this industry is thigh deep in NFTs. 
NFTs are QAnon if it were stock, believing in a flat <laughs> earth that could be bought and sold. Wow. This is a direct quote. That's a... Hmm. They depend on the belief in their own existence to exist, requiring faith and religious notions of worthiness in order to flourish. <laughs> As the planet hits the final consequences of the last two years, it appears such faith is not so easily found. NFTs were always going to be a bubble, and no doubt they'll have little spikes, resurgence of interest with each new nonsensical twist, reaching nowhere near as high as 2021s, but allowing true believers to keep dumping themselves true and believers. others for a while to come. That's right, true believer. Let's hope that this news of market collapse is finally enough to scare the games industry away from this ludicrous money pit, but... It's not looking good. I, you, you know, I, I laugh at that because the last AAA game I bought maybe was 15 years ago. Wow. And this serves them right. Fuck them. Fuck wow. them. Wow. Wow. Okay, we're going to cash in on this thing right now. I was going to say. Right now we're cashing in on no, this. No, we're not. Oh, yeah, we're doing it right now. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God, if, no. Yes, uh, I will make a doodle for you, send it to you in the mail, but no one else can own a, any images of that doodle Unless I tell them they can. And it will call it uh, doodles on the Vlarg chain. That's right. The Vlarg chain. And I will be the one to uh, verify your ownership in my doodles. Well, it, you I know, I mean. so much right now. For $5. There you go. American. Jeff's burying the lead because with that 92% collapse, that means that Geek Shock NFTs are a bargain. Yes, it's only $5 right now. There you go, folks. Was used to be $3,995.98 yes. plus mm -hmm. tax. Now they're just $5 even yeah, right. on Kofi. We paid what, Matt? 2 million and 2.9 million. Yeah, that's right. And now, now you can get it for 2.9 Canadian. It's about 1 million. So you can get it for $3,600. No, $5, folks. $5. Get verified Vlarg doodles on the Vlarg chain. For Actually, I'll do one better. Just, just send food, and we'll, we'll give it to you. Just send food in. Doesn't have to be $5. Uh, just go. food. What kind of food? Anything. Not ramen. Pizza. Ooh, we take pizza. Yeah. Chicken wings. Hot dogs. Oh, wait. Chicken wings are expensive now. Uh-oh. Yeah, hot dogs. Hot, hot dogs. dogs. Yeah. yeah. Hot dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Bon are boneless wings okay? No, boneless wings all... are not okay. I like boneless wings. Boneless wings are just chicken tenders with sauce on them. I like chicken tenders. Come on. What, what are chicken tenders We're talking with about sauce NFTs. on them? Chicken tenders are chicken tenders. We're talking about NFTs, Wall Street, all that. It's chicken tendies. Oh. Get it right. Chicken. <laughs> and, chick, and chicky nugs. And, and chicky nugs. Geek shocks. Okay. Chicken tendies. Non-fungible <laughs> tendies. As right, you, you don't find any we, fun, we gotta, we gotta say that since we're on this topic. So it's chicken tendies, chicken nugs. To the moon. Mm. What else? Did you remember to put out your blue milk in your chicky nugs oh, yes. for Grogu last night? Mm. No. Oh, but yeah. For May the 4th? <laughs> yeah. To the moon, everybody. To I the miss moon. Nugs. To the moon, Alice. Long story short, just give me $5. <laughs> wow. We can geek. We can geek. Yay! At last, some fun news. Oh, uh, it depends. Let's see what he's got. Yeah, could be bad. Could be bad. The Hollywood Reporter says James Earl Jones was only paid $7,000 to voice Darth Vader in Star Wars A New Hope. But the actor says for, for him at the time, it was a huge score. To celebrate Star Wars Day, the Hollywood Reporter looked back at some interviews with Jones uh, through the years in which he talked about voicing the legendary sci-fi villain. 
To start with, Jones said he was only paid seven grand for his work in the 1977 blockbuster film, written and directed by George Lucas, which would change not only movie making, but pop culture globally. Mm. In a previous chat with the American Film Institute, Jones explained that he was picked by Lucas uh, because the actor in the suit, the late David Prowse, had the enormous build for the role, but his voice was all wrong. Uh, Jones is quoted as saying, George wanted, pardon the expression, a dark voice. So he hires a guy born in Mississippi, raised in Michigan, who stutters. And that's the voice. That's me, Jones said. I lucked out from all of these so-called handicaps for a job that paid $7,000. And I thought that was good money. And I got to be a voice on a movie. In that same AFI interview, Jones said that when he returned for The Empire Strikes Back, he planned on giving a different performance than the one he delivered in A New Hope. Lucas shut that down quickly, he explained. He said, we don't need what we did right. God damn it, Torgo. It's sitting in this chair. Let me start that over. Jones says, we don't know what we did right, so let's just try what we did. Naturally, I wanted to make Darth Vader more interesting, more subtle, more psychologically oriented, oriented, Jones said. And he said, no, what we're finding out is that you need to keep his voice on a very narrow band of inflection because he ain't human, really. That's what the quote says, and I read it exact this time. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, there's a lot of um, guys that got lucky breaks on that. Cause oh, yeah. Harrison, Harrison Ford was just the Carpenter. line reader. For the actors that were... Yeah, he was a carpenter at yeah, the time. That yeah. too, but he was there to throw lines. So I think it was like Kurt Russell who they were looking yeah. at for. And he was like, hey, I like that guy. And then Warwick Davis was supposed to be just a random Ewok. Yep. And then he got the head Ewok. Or what's, what's this guy? This starts with a W? Wicket. Wicket, yes. Because the Wicket actor got food poisoning. Something there like that. Yeah. <laughs> so Imagine like, throwing up in that uh, head. You. Yeah. And uh, Carrie Fisher, she was you know just delivering some coke. Oh, <laughs> you, did, did you hear the story? Um, uh, Mama's and the Papa's Michelle Phillips, I think. Choked um, on a sub? No, no, that's. Oh, wait. That's, that's Mama it, Cat. That's Mama, it's Mama Cass, and Mama it's Cass. an old wives' tale. It didn't actually yeah. happen. No, uh, Michelle Phillips uh, went with her, I think, her brother to Star Wars. Uh-huh. And, and the movie opens up, and, I see, and then the cantina scene rolls around, and she's like, holy shit! That's my pot dealer. <laughs> she was like, I didn't even realize Harrison was an actor. <laughs> I think I remember hearing that 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 story, too. Nice. Uh, the article goes on to say, in a separate interview for, making, uh, for a making of feature, Jones said when he first read the script for Empire Strikes Back, he thought for sure Vader was being deceitful with Luke Skywalker about being his father. No. Saying, quote, I thought, he's lying. I wonder how they're going to play that lie out. And yes, Jones has had some fun with the voice in the past, but only once, as he explained on an interview on the Dick Cavett show. I was driving across the country with a CB radio, and I used the Darth Vader as my handle. Ah. The actor recalled, it freaked a lot of people out. When I got to a truck stop, there was a buzz about it, so I decided not to do that anymore. So, yeah, at least he got to have some fun with the role. uh, I'd say stick with that. Oh, yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, in the latest episode of Disney Gallery, Star Wars The Book of Boba Fett, Lucasfilm confirmed that Mark Havel was present during the production of the Disney Plus series while also revealing more details about his involvement. Hamill admitted that 
The process is, quote, new to him and Graham Hamilton, Luke's stand-in, so they're just trying to give filmmakers everything they need. The Luke Skywalker actor described his return as a, quote, composite performance. He goes on to say, it's a process that's new to both of us, so we're just trying to give the filmmakers everything they need. I've done all aspects of theater, radio, television, and movies. Each one of them has its specific requirements, but this is a completely new aspect. With this, it's a composite performance, not just from the stunt double, but input from the director and what's going on the page. All of these elements coming together so that it's an ongoing learning experience. Star Wars The Book of Boba Fett director and executive producer Dave Filoni shared that the, quote, key was having Hamilton on set, mainly because it means a lot of the Star Wars legend. The key is, he says, quote, the key is having Mark there because you get how much it means to him, this character. You understand that as you see him there and just the look in his eye well, when he would watch Graham performing, his sense of pride. I think that he had in watching that committed performance and that he was a part of that. But what did he do? Like, what did he actually well, do that's, for Well, that's it? what... I, it's, it says it further in another article, but basically they showed that he was on set in the costume. And, well, let me move on to the next quote. Uh, if I can find it here now, because you... Damn it, Barry! Wow, threw me off of my thing, man. He was so—he's so sensitive. Barry, this is amateur night, okay? (laughs) Floney pointed out that Hamill and Hamilton really had to fuse to make the scenes work for the show. Mark and Graham really had to fuse to come together and uh, see. (laughs) Thanks, Barry. Mark and Graham really had to fuse and become Luke, and Mark had to share his knowledge of what it means to be Luke. Just very special for all of us. Yeah. David Klein, the show's director of photography, revealed a detailed breakdown of Hamill's time during the filming. Quote, We would do takes with Mark, and then we would do takes with Graham, and it was always one camera because we had what's called a flux ring on our camera, which is basically two small IR cameras on either side of our taking lens. And Graham has infrared visible and invisible dots on his face. And it works really well, but ownership of that character belongs to Mark. Another key element to bringing a young Luke back to life was his voice. Hamill obviously doesn't sound the way he did when he filmed Return of the Jedi, and that was another issue the artists at ILM had to deal with. For The Mandalorian, they created an artificial intelligence algorithm that was trained with Hamill's voice from the original trilogy in a way that, when fed new lines of dialogue, it could deliver them as if it was the actor reading them back in 1983. Okay, there. There's the lead that was buried. That's cool. And there's more to that. Star Trek predicted that in Next mm-hmm. Generation. Wesley yep. made a machine like that. Apparently, for the Book of Boba Fett, they took the same path. In an interview with Variety published in March 22, or March 2022, it was revealed that the voice was digitally created by the Ukrainian company Respeecher, which also worked on The Mandalorian. And as Matt Wood revealed in his gallery episode, Sertix uh, Respeecher, co-founder and co-CEO, told the trade that they used old recordings of Hamill to synthesize new dialogue. Apparently, they had to pull from recordings of old ADR sections, sessions, video games, and old audiobook recordings. He explains, Our technology applies a digital voice skin, digital voice apparatus of that particular performance, and that gives content creators and movie makers that full content control of how it should sound and even inflections. I wonder what the cost of that is, because, you know, Kay likes to play in traffic. I wish he wouldn't, but it's what he likes. <laughs> so one day he's going to get hit by a bus, and we're going to have to 
have AIK take his place. Well, it won't be done by that Ukrainian company. I can tell you that. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah, that's right. Forgot about that. Oh, Let's find a new company. Hey. Good Lord. But we'll, anyway, it's, we'll get it's the one cheap of those... knockoff AI to do Kirsten uh, saying things. They'll like, I read a book, and it'll make like a fake book, and he'll be very opinionated yeah. about it. It's and, not. Uh, it, the the AI is going to be racist. really confused because it's going to be like, I read a cunting book. <laughs> well, I think th- part of the reason I included that is because this art, this particular article, is because it had been falsely reported that Mark Hamill wasn't on set for those episodes of, or for the for the the Luke appearance in Book of Boba Fett, and uh, Rosario Dawson had said no, he was there, he was performing as Luke, and so this clarifies how that worked he was he was there on set performing as luke then the stunt double comes in and does kind of a mimic of that performance and then they they digitally fused those two performances together and then added in the you know the ai voice thing so it's it's a fascinating way of de-aging with the with the deep fake without necessarily excluding the original actor i kind of wish they did that in tron legacy yeah, well, well I mean, they probably was, didn't have the tech then. That was yeah. rough. That was very early on in well, that yeah. deep fake stuff. You got to so. have that exploration. I mean, every time, every movie is uh, pushing the technology forward, and they're experimenting. And, yeah, you know. I mean, props to them for trying, but oh, sure, that was rough. Though. Oh, come on! I mean, it Clue was it was rough, but yeah, it it opened the door for more experimentation yes. with that kind of stuff. There there's always, go. like Kay said, there's a movie that. That lays the groundwork, and then other movies build off of it from there, or TV shows. Right. Willow laying the groundwork yep. for Terminator 2, which laid mm-hmm. the groundwork for whatever the hell. Yeah, a lot of movies in the mid to late 90s, including yeah. Jurassic Park. And there the, you go. And you know what laid the groundwork for Willow? It's under the Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Deep cuts, people. Deep, deep cuts. <laughs> deep cuts. Well, we did. Uh, we lost someone this week. Uh, Neil mm. Adams, legendary comic book artist who reinvigorated Batman and other superheroes with his photorealistic stylings and championed the rights of creators, has died. He was 80. Adams died Thursday, and this is this past Thursday, of complications from sepsis, his wife Marilyn Adams told The Hollywood Reporter. Adams jolted the world of comic books in the late 1960s and early 70s with his toned and sinewy take on heroes. First at DC with a character named Dead Man, then at Marvel with the X-Men and the Avengers, then back at DC with his most lasting influence, Batman. During his Batman run, Adams and writer Dennis O'Neill brought a revolutionary change to the hero and comics delivering realism, kineticism, and a sense of menace to their storytelling in the wake of the campy Adam West starring 1960s ABC series and years of the hero being aimed at kitty readers. He created new villains for the rogues gallery, the Man Bat, Rachel Ghoul, as well as the latter's daughter, Talia, who became Batman's lover. The father and daughter, played by Liam Neeson and Marion Cotillard, who were characters in the trilogy of Batman movies directed by Christopher Nolan. The Batman run also revived some villains who had grown stale, none more so than the Joker, who became less comical and the more homicidal maniac that modern readers and moviegoers know and love truly taking place as the Cape Crusader's arch nemesis. 
Adams is quoted as saying, We took a harder edge. We decided that the Joker was just a little crazy, he told Abraham Reisman for a 2019 Vulture article that made the case that without that classic story, 1973's The Joker's Five-Way Revenge in Batman number 251, comics such as The Killing Joke and portrayals by Nat Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, and Joaquin Phoenix would not exist. Quote, It was no secret that we were doing Batman right, Adam said during a panel at San Diego Comic-Con in 19... Excuse me, in 2010. San Diego. San Diego. San Diego. It's German for a whale's vagina. That's a deep cut. Everybody <laughs> knows what that is. Anchorman. You can comment comments at I just geekshockpodcast.com. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Do I have to email you at geekshockpodcast.com? He goes on to say, it was as if the memory of DC Comics went along with the statements that both Danny and I were making, that we wanted it to be more realistic, more gritty. And that's how we remember, whether it was true or not, that Batman should be. And when we did it, everybody went, ah, that's it. We don't need comedy anymore, Adams said. Adams, also with O'Neill, came up with a then-controversial turn for Green Lantern, Green Arrow that tackled social issues such as drug addiction, racism, and overpopulation, and introduced the Green Lanto hero, John Stewart. Green Lanto. Green Lanto. You are on a roll, my friend. Oh, boy. It's a good thing we're not actually playing that drinking game. Right. (laughs) I would be tore up from the floor up. Introduced the Green Lantern hero, John Stewart, who became one of DC's first black icons. Mm. Their 1971 two-part story, Snowbirds Don't Fly, remains an important milestone in comics evolution towards attracting more mature readers. Everybody drink again! Damn it. Are we at the hour? And no, we're dry. not. <laughs> not even near. This hour and five minutes. We're at the yeah. half hour. <laughs> hour and five minutes. <laughs> Yeah, that Snow, I mean, snowbirds don't fly. Yeah, that, that what a time, what a time, and that Stewart. I mean, they uh, they they created him in the seventies, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then Justice League animated series took him to a new level. Absolutely, made him a fabulous character. In just, fact, I remember him getting credited in in the uh, yeah. in the closing credits for oh, Justice League. Very because, good. Yeah, very I, yeah. Um, What's also interesting is Adams worked tirelessly to promote better working conditions and radically at the time, creators' rights, especially for their work. He early on recognized the value of creators and was a thorn in the side of publishers, demanding compensation for himself and others when their characters were adapted off the page. He also helped change the practice of comic book publishers, keeping the original art by the artists who who would... frequently shred and toss out original artwork dummies yeah i mean when i read that i was like i was i was mortified i can't believe that there's probably thousands of original artwork that got destroyed yeah um hey man sometimes you need to wrap a fish (laughs) but he influenced published no nfts there he influenced companies to establish policies of returning the art something that allowed artists to enjoy a second income stream so that was a big thing that he did, is getting mm. uh, artwork returned to the actual artists. Biggest case in point, Marvel returned pages of art to Jack Kirby, co-creator of the Fantastic Four, Thor, X-Men, and Hulk. He also proved to be a champion for two writer artists who laid the foundation for DC, Superman creators Jerry Siegel and Joe Shuster. When he learned of their plight, one inciting factor was hearing that they could not attend a Broadway musical featuring the Man of Steel. He led a lobbying effort that led 
that eventually led to a greater recognition for the pair, a creator tag in the comics, and other media that continues to this day, plus a pension for them. Mm-hmm. So uh, we honor him today. Uh, he, I mean, I knew he did a lot for the comic book industry, but you know, re- I, I I couldn't put everything in this in this article that he did. But I mean. The amount of stuff that he did for the comic book industry, even I was surprised about, and I knew I knew about half of it. But mm. oh, he was something. Yeah, he was something. Sense of humor. Absolutely. Somebody wrote that um, they met him at a convention uh, years later, after the seventies, and they were like, you know, because of you and Denny O'Neill, I'm a liberal. And he was like, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I read that one too, and even uh, Professor Biggs <laughs> has had a few stories uh, about seeing I, him on stage at. Uh, at the various comic cons, I love San big Diego. stories when he he came up to him at one uh, San Diego thing, and he didn't have a lot of money on him, right? So he bought an autograph, and the you know Adam's like, "Want me to draw something for you?" And he's like, "Sadly, I don't have enough money." And he said, Adam smiled at him and went, "That is sad." <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't heard that one, <laughs> but apparently he did give him a little Batman profile. But it was still funny. Yeah, that is sad. Go away. Yeah, yeah. Next, (laughs) next. (laughs) Well, finally, uh, to celebrate Star Wars Day, the Apple YouTube channel has... YouTube! (laughs) Jeff does it again. Boy, by the time... What's up, Mushmouth? Next time you can do it. Next (laughs) time. Next Next time time I will do it. Next time, Baron. Yeah, next time. You know, the the fucking Invisalign is no joke, so, you know, the fact that you're getting anything... Do you have it in? I took it out to make it better, and this is the result. I want well, to hear what it would be it would like do, worse. Yeah, it would have been way worse with the Invisalign. I so I should be thankful. Yeah, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, it's funny, because if everybody has been drinking, then uh, they're going to be sounding like Jeff by the time this episode's done. Wow. Audience immersion. Mm. Fusion. Anyway. Fusion it's like of the... 4D podcasting. Yeah. Where, where, you know, no. <laughs> Two people. We don't even need AI for them to sound like Jeff. Yeah. Just alcohol. OH. Artificial and we can get unintelligence. Andy, Andy can just talk like Jeff, too, right? <laughs> yeah, well, so. uh, while spilling drinks. When Andy gets back. Andy wouldn't make it a paragraph into this. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't make it a paragraph into it listening. Anyway, as I was saying, to celebrate Star Wars Day, the Apple YouTube channel has released a short documentary that goes deep into the oft-overlooked team at Skywalker Sound. Uh, and how they created the iconic sounds for Star Wars. Behind the Mac, Skywalker Sound, it's the name of the documentary, features interviews with several people that have been working at the company since George Lucas made the original trilogy. To younger people that began working for them in the last few years, the documentary explores how sound designers have recorded, edited, and mixed all kinds of different sounds from real life to make the galaxy far, far away feel like a real place. Here's the official synopsis. The scream of a TIE fighter, the pew-pew of a blaster. Behind the Mac, Skywalker Sound spotlights the team of creators who collaborate to make the magic we hear on screen. From field recording and foley to sound design and mixing, these artists reveal their process, showing us how they used Mac to bring to life sounds from the Star Wars universe and beyond. This sounds like an ad for Max. Well, yeah, it, it, <laughs> partly, it partly is, but part of the reason I put that is in there is because Skywalker Sound is not talked about very often when you talk about the magic of the Star Wars films. That's right. Who uh, knows the name Ben Burt? Exactly. Aside he's, from Vernon. 
He's he's not as well known. Um, he's the man. But yeah, it's, it's not the first documentary that has a deep dive into the sounds of Star Wars. But uh, we aren't tired of seeing how the geniuses of Skywalker Sound worked over the years on one of the most underrated aspects of Star Wars filmmaking. Uh, they were nominated for several Oscars. Uh, Rogue One, The Force Awakens, Last Jedi for Best Sound Mixing, as well as The Phantom Menace, um, but surprisingly did not win. That was crazy. I think especially Phantom Menace... Uh, I still remember the first time I watched that in the pod race yeah. and Sebulba's, you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever the hell that was. Yeah. That was so amazing. I was like, that was, that was like a flogging of a gimp. Like, <laughs> like, okay, that's the pod racing sound right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they surprisingly use gimps for a lot of the sound. Like, <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, it was like, wait, wait, wait. Someone's walking through a red light district. Here's like a, oh, that's perfect. That could be for. <laughs> you remember the uh, um, uh, when Boba Fett in episode two uh, released the seismic charges? That bang! again, that was someone throwing a gimp at <laughs> an aluminum uh, sheet. It's true. There Look it up. Go, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And, and the God. the Star Wars. Everyone thinks the blasters was him. Was Bert hitting a, a piece of metal, a t- right? A tension wire no, with no, a little. Yeah. No, no, it wasn't. He was he was hitting a gimp's uh, 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 spine. Yes, yes, just gimp spine. It's true. Next, next you're going to say the Wilhelm was another gimp. There that you was, go. That, well, that it was, was someone. Or you, something. You, you smack them and then you undo you unzip the, the mouth. You unzip the mouth and. What did I start? Holy yeah. shit. Gimps are are responsible for a lot of the iconic There's sounds in yes. many in many movies. Yes, they are. And they are not given uh the recognition they deserve. No, well, they're they had, not. they had a they had a main protagonist role in the new Batman. So uh <laughs> That's true. He did he antagonist. Oh, or oh, sorry. Or no protagonist. <laughs> I'm an antagonist. antagonist. What the hell am I talking about? There's all this gimp talk. Are you saying Patterson was a gimp? <laughs> Patterson. I'm an antagonist, folks. I'm an idiot. <laughs> uh, Jeff think, is so I happy. I think he was trying to indicate that maybe the uh, the Riddler was a gimp in this because he had the, oh, those spoilers. 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 He's in the trailer. That's yeah, fine. Man, Everyone knows about that. That was a gimp costume. It really it was, was totally a gimp, a gimp costume. costume. Yes. Man, oh, man. It's some creepy-ass shit. Yeah. Did a good job of disguising him, though. Yeah. He's a tiny guy. Right. When they uh, find him, it's just like, oh, uh, they're misleading. I mean, I know they're not because I was spoiled with a review, but they're misleading. And then the little coffee with the the uh, question mark in it. Mm. It's great. It's great. Bruce. I don't think he was the gimp that they beat for those sounds, though. He's not really a gimp. He's just playing one. Are you saying no. that there was the, the gimp that we needed, but the gimp that we deserved? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will roll with that. You know, the gimp that we needed, but the gimp that we got. Oh, so, my God. You know. Yes, definitely their con- contribution to Hollywood sound has uh, been gimp. Um, Chewbacca, obvious. It was just a yeah, gimp. Yeah, that, that year, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. That one. Uh, yeah. Vader was a gimp in a scuba suit. <gasps> Asthmatic gimp, too. Yeah. Keep running. They keep really, running. This sounds great. <gasps> Return of the Jedi, in the end, they really beat that gimp to get that sound. Jeez. Which, that, which, <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. That right. part, yeah. Not to mention all the gimps they hit for the uh, nub 
Yubnub scene. Yub-nub scene. You mean they weren't yeah. doing the asphyxia so that they could get the euphoric sense? They're just choking him. Are you talking nah, about man. sexual asphyxiation now? Yeah. yeah okay, that, we're talking about hypoxia. legitimate yes. gimp spoli. Yeah. Why do you You're over to... here bringing sex into yeah, it. Yeah, what are you doing? Why do you have to go there, Jack? I didn't say the God asphyxia almighty. had to be sexual for the gimp. Damn nation. Well, what else could it be? You're the one saying it. What else could it be? <laughs> I mean, you know. No one enjoys asphyxia for asphyxia's sake. Unless they're about to blow their wad. Yeah. Then they're really happy. Oh, my God. How dare dare you sully the good name of Gimp Foley? I'm sorry. (laughs) I actually said blow. Uh, blow their what? I, I meant shoot their load. Blow their load. What were we? I, I, what's that? I, I, blew their load. Blew their load. Yeah. Blow the load. Yeah. Blow the load. I don't know where you're going with this part. I have no <laughs> idea. You've taken a left turn, and I, I can't follow. That's okay. I'm just imagining Todd's face while he listens to all this. Yeah, and, and I feel good. Well, that's what's what. Important. What's your gimp folly? <laughs> Write to us. Comments uh, at Foley. Shock Foley, you motherfucker. <laughs> no, I'm sticking with folly. I said that intentionally. That was not a mushroom. God damn it. Comments at geekshockpodcast.com. Hasn't had a drink yet. Yeah. At all. Make sure to catch us on YouTube. YouTube. That's what, a, what about boob tube? Uh, I, that's a, like the, the. I can see the uh, uh, Ewoks singing that. YouTube. I want to say I'm very angry Uh-oh. about how they changed the Yub Nub song in the re-releases. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. Oh, Which it's was, so you know hard. Uh, it's family coming together. I want to hear the... You know what? I don't like Ewoks, but the Yub Nub song was kind of classic. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I I agree with the... I didn't like the Ewoks. Yeah. So, I... um Star Wars without Williams. They did a Yub Nub without Williams. Or, uh, and it was actually pretty funny. Because it, it's... it's it's totally quiet. People just dancing for no reason at all. And, oh, yeah. You know, Those are so awkward. One point, Wedge comes in, and he's just like, Hi! <laughs> and there's one bit towards the end when uh, Billy D. Williams is clapping his hands, and that's the only sound there. <laughs> Billy D. Williams... I just saw a thing where they had Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire, where he's like dancing around oh, yeah. with no music. And he's just pointing at people. Hey, hey. And there's just no music. And it's the creepiest fucking right. thing ever. Well, it's funny, too, because when you think about it, that's in the movie verse. That's actually what's happening. Uh-huh. There is no music there. We're getting the music. So he's just doing that. Well, one imagines they played some music while they were filming. Well, otherwise, yeah. it'd be super no, creepy. But I'm talking about like it for the character and everything. That's exactly what's going on. There's no music. It's just a guy dancing down the street going, hey. Yeah. Hey, sort of like you when you've had a few too many, in you? That's that is that is absolutely true. But fortunately, that I didn't. Accurate. <laughs> I didn't have. Hey. I didn't have to pay full price to see that movie. I got it for like a dollar. It was a, a cheap ripped DVD that I bought at the Mexican Tire Store. Wow. Oh my God. Yes. Wow. And I paid too much for that film. Oh. Because Spider-Man Three was hot garbage. That was that was there was a bit of a mistake garbage. There, yes. Hey, uh, we want to thank yes. um, a couple people. Of course, we want to thank that up. we want to thank King Vault for his uh, one-off donation, King where Vault. he says, "Sign me up for Commander's School of Always Be Molesting." Sounds great. Also. <laughs> 
space. Now let's talk about that wow. school. How 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 goes the uh, the enrollment for the school of always uh, be molesting? I don't know because I'm I'm not in charge. I I just. I just are you it, just like the dean? It was a no. It was just a badly advised sponsorship. Double I, I secret fi- molesting. I fired that agent, so you know I don't. Uh, so you're not affiliate. You're you're distancing yourself from I'm, the school. You the school of yeah. What are you gonna do with all your teaching materials? Uh, the, the gimp mask and everything. Well, you know. I've uh, I've got a future in Hollywood sound mixing. This is true. This is true. And we also want to thank Microscoop. Uh, At the end of the episode, Kay said to buy Vlarg a beer since he's poor. I am. Uh, So since uh, he already left Vegas, just uh, split his donation between all of us. Very nice. Too late. I bought (laughs) beer. You son of a bitch. That's right. Wow. I bought all the beer and I drank it all up so I could be uh, I could uh, have the courage to join Commander School of Always Be Molesting. Wow. Yes. Wow. You got to be better get on that. I'm I better get away from I that. I guarantee you we will not be making a sticker of that. <laughs> but we also want to thank our Buckfast and Haggis tier 5 members. Yes. Buckfast yes. and Baggage. Fuck. <laughs> uh Sloppy Matt, uh Glumly, Jefferoff, uh, the fabulous Leon Mitt and Mad Martron and uh, the Facebook loves him. Quote the Raven seventy nine. Jake, what is wrong with you? Quit saying bad shit and Facebook. Don't you learn your lesson? <laughs> he never does. We also want to thank tier four members uh, Deb D and Kingvald, King of all Norway. No, he not is. really. He's yeah, a, he's, he's really not. He is the king. All bow down to him. He's in the Norwegian king of the shock monkeys lair. How's there that? you go. <laughs> it's I like wa- Swedish and Swiss. I'm <laughs> yeah. oh, sorry, Dutch. It's maybe. a Swedish chef you're doing, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yes. I mean, it's close. But I mean, it's not have close you enough? Have you listened to Jens Stoltenberg? He's the general, secretary general of. Uh, of NATO, he's Norwegian, and uh, boy, that's you know, he talks now, just like that. I'm gonna no, oh. <laughs> he doesn't talk like that at all. That's the whole point. Oh, okay. He's he's just a very precise speaking dude. It's just like, oh, where's the fun in that? You know, you could take all the marketing materials you put together for always be molesting school and just cross out molesting and say always be fucking up foreign accents. There you go. And well, you could teach us foreign accents. Can you I do could. a Spanish accent? See. Si. Can you do a? Uh, can you do a, an accent from someone from Finland? Finland? Yeah, yeah, man. I think I can do Finland. Can you do an accent from someone from Luxembourg? Luxembourg. Well, it's just some kind of. It's like a little bit of French and a little bit of uh, more French. I don't know. Maybe some German. French German. Now you see what I'm doing. I'm just alienating anyone listening to us that's from true. those countries. What about that's the Democratic true. Republic of Congo? Yes, Can I you do, do an accent that's not meant <laughs> no. to antagonize the rest of us? <laughs> you can't do that one. No, I can't. Oh, wait. You know, I am. I I I am strangely lacking in setting um, up non-antagonistic accents. <laughs> uh, yeah, there are certain a- uh, accents that it's just uh, yeah. Yeah, Can you do away. an accent of a Bolivian gimp on fire? Oh, there you go. Uh, well, I think it would be something along the lines of, fuck this! Really? In English? Wow. That's amazing. I, you know. He's uh, he's bilingual. Well, Bolivian fire, gimp on fire. The fire brings out the English in him. You got to put a little bit of English on that. Can yeah. you do um, the accent of a... 
Ugandan warlord from the 1800s who was actively swallowing bees. Wait a minute. Uh, what's his name? Forrest Whitaker. Amin yeah, Forrest Whitaker. The last was, king of Scotland. True. He was Ugandan, yes. So that means that accent would be a little like this. <laughs> ah, there's bees in me mouth. You're slamming the table and the mic things are doing it. For our people who don't know, you know part of your uh, funding goes toward stuff to do to, to help the show out. And we've got these new mic stands. Ooh, yeah. that sounds good. Dude, that, that. That's uh what is that? That is a Mark II blaster in <laughs> uh, That's uh, right. Oh, no. uh, open on, fire. Here, here. That's a low sounding blaster. Todd is not going to forgive me for this one. (laughs) Oh, fuck Todd. (laughs) Yeah, fuck him. All right? In a gimp suit. I mean. (laughs) Wow. Okay, stop with the spring. You're getting a little. Getting a little excited there, Matt. He's a. Did you walk around in a gimp suit in some Indiana fair? (laughs) Well, you are. Oh, no, 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 no. no, You are fixing. He he, he, uh, had a leash on his girlfriend. (laughs) Ah, and she was in a gimp suit. Matt. Matt. Is desperate for that a dog image collar to be and a the leash that was other way it. around. He wants other goth outfits. Torgo collared and leashed, and it's like that's not. And I still remember arguing with you, and you're you were like, no, no. I remember him talking about it. It's like, no, you don't. No, you remember incorrectly. <laughs> Oh boy! Anyway, wow. did we thank everybody? <laughs> I well, feel like we, we got cut off there. <laughs> we we thanked some tier fives and some tier four. Let's thank some tier twos into the microphone, Barry. Let's thank some. <laughs> shut your fucking hole. <laughs> Let's thank some tier twos. How about John B. David Hydebrider, who just won a fabulous Nicholas Cage pillow cover. I told you it would relate to what we were talking about last week. It's great. And then you can fuck with its face. and It's got the blue sparkly thing. Anyway, I also want to thank Heidi B. Johnson, Mama Ninja Scoop, Mike M., and Two is One. We could not do this show without you. We could, but it would just suck. It would just be Kirsten staring at a wall beating himself, which that's another podcast we should start. And, And I already do that for free. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. You remember the gimp in uh, eight nine millimeter? I think eight millimeter. Well, eight the gimp shock. Uh, yeah, really. You know. He's he's focused. He is very focused. <laughs> There's so many fun gimps in film. Yes, there it is. was the one that was. Oh yeah. yeah I yeah, always yeah, think yeah. of uh, Pulp Fiction. To Bring me, that's the, the, yeah, that's, that's, the, the, that's the penultimate one. Yeah. And you know what? Now that I think about it, the one in that movie, eight millimeter. Mm. Uh, was not really a gimp, but he wore like a gimp mask or something. Oh, you know what? He was I, called the mach- machine. I fucking hate posers. <laughs> Man. Wasn't there a gimp in the bone collector? Wasn't the serial killer wearing like a... I'm pretty sure. I don't, I don't even remember. I don't film. know how we got onto all of this. You know what I like? <laughs> it's like, Mr. Mr. Remember everything about really? film it has has really not been recalling any gimp stuff whatsoever. Well, they didn't teach I'm, you that in film school. Did they yeah. teach you about gimps in film school? Was that an elective? <laughs> When you were doing sound in your film class, your teacher came out with a... F- they brought in a gimp. They just started... All right, kids, this is the secret up. to making sound in film. You put this thing on your head, and somehow he's got a mid-Atlantic accent, because apparently <laughs> Jeff went to film school in the 1930s. Here's to all you gimps and all your ships at sea. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got to add you see at the end of everything? You see? Hey, I see. Well, <laughs> that's yeah. right. And I'm a Ugandan gimp, let me tell you. <laughs> On that note, I am 80s Jeff. <laughs> Commander K. 
Maple Leaf Matt. Gimpy Vlarg. I was going to go with something like that, yeah, but I was like, your no. You choked. You choked. Well, well because like, oh. the choker was uh, too right. tight. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh. Gimp joke. And we will talk to you next week in Geek. <laughs> if we're not busy doing gimp stuff. <laughs> we'll talk to you next hopefully week no in more, Gimp. No more gimp shock next oh, week. Oh, bring it, gimp bring it back. Yeah, bring it up. Bring it up. Bring it up. We were going to end it, but you brought it back up. There you go. I did not. No. You don't give a gimp about. Oh my god! You don't give away gimps. Those are expensive. Oh, okay. Yeah. Prime sound making material. That's true. You collect. So gimps. you're saying uh, that sound they're equipment. non-fungible? S- sound non-fungible design, non-fungible. Gimps. They're sound equipment. You know, you you wheel in the subwoofers, you wheel in the amps, all the mics. <laughs> then you wheel <laughs> in the gimps. Bring out the gimps. Do you? Does one collect gimps? They they cultivate gimps. Do you just collect them, or you really only have like one or two? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. I don't to ask a Republican. Oh! Oh! oh. Fuck them! <laughs>